0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, 87.6, or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and...
1: Mon, good morning Lyle.
0: Morning Mon, how are you this morning?
1: Yeah, I'm super
0: stellar good. Oh, that's oh, super. i like,
1: unbelievably astronomically intergalactically good.
0: Intergalactically, intergalactically in, good. Is that uh, got anything to do with the uh, Christmas present sitting here on the? That's
1: not a Christmas present. That's my replacement headphones because I lost my headphones. It's oh, not no. a good point. we won't go there. We here. won't go there. You're dimming my star here, Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> my intergalactic. This is
0: so now. It's no longer plummeting it's just, like just <laughs> astro- astronomical. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right.
0: Scale it back one notch. <laughs> All right, tell us what you what you are thankful for this morning.
1: I am thankful that I am taking my sore shoulders to a mass. Therapist today. I am yeah. so
0: jealous, yeah.
1: and I'm not even someone who really likes massage. But I need, I know I need it really bad, and I just want to be made right again. <laughs> I'm
0: so sore. Why are your so- shoulders so sore? You've been working I don't out. Know.
1: Maybe it's because I've been working out. Maybe we're working out wrong or something. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, my, my shoulders are just a oh, mangled I, I, I
0: love a massage. I, I My biggest problem with a massage is I go to sleep. i sound. Like, <laughs> is like out like a Is there any light.
1: point then? Like if you, <laughs> <laughs> you just sleep through well, it. Well, at
0: least you know you're relaxed. Just
1: take a nap, Lyle. <laughs> 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 yeah. What are you grateful for this morning, Lyle? Italy. Oh, hey, do you know what? Me what? too. <laughs> 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 Without them, we wouldn't have my favorite cuisine. How, wait, are you going?
0: Uh, uh, no, i but I'm glad you mentioned cuisine because I went to an Italian restaurant last night and we would not have Italian restaurants if we did not have Italy. That's it
1: the second time in and the big you'd big hole in the
0: middle of the Mediterranean. You yeah, know. yeah, that you would suck that. too. Yeah. You wouldn't
1: have a country shaped like a boot and what would we do
0: there? <laughs>
1: hang on, hang on. You've been to an Italian restaurant Italians, twice it- this week.
0: Italians wouldn't be able to show you... Um, where they live by pointing at their shoes.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the boot. You're know, the boot. But um, I'm I'm surprised because you're not much of a restaurant person. It sounds like you've been twice this week to an Italian restaurant. Uh, once.
0: I thought you. W- Last time I was planning to. This time I went.
1: Oh, I see. Failed yes. plans. Okay. Okay. That's good. Okay. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Was it delicious? What did you have?
0: Uh, food.
1: (laughs) such a dude thing to say. It came on a plate. It was edible. I consumed it. End of the story.
0: (laughs) That's exactly what happened. That describes it perfectly. And it was good.
1: Yeah, amen. I think it had
0: something to do with an eggplant.
1: (laughs) Probably eggplant parmesan then.
0: (laughs) And I think it had something to do with... (laughs) Bread.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's definitely eggplant parmesan Anyway, great show coming up for you today.
0: This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app. Josh Garrells with Pilot Me.
1: There's snow on the Barrington Tops.
0: It's Josh Garrels with Pilot Me here on Faith FM, and we are about to have our first clue for the quiz. Once again, as we do always at this hour of the morning, it is quiz time. Give us a call.
1: What book am I? Um, hmm, I have two. I think I'll do this one. It seems harder. Okay. This book uh, is in the Bible, of course, and this is a quote from it. And this is love that we walk in obedience to his commandments.
0: Hmm, I'm going Scrambling to go for a pen and paper you. there, Lyle,
1: while he's doing that. Oh, you're wrong, Lyle. That, let me just double check that you are wrong. Uh, yes, you're t- <laughs> definitely wrong this morning. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Uh, give us a call if you think you know the answer and can tell me before, Lyle. I will give you two prizes if you can tell me before, Lyle. Uh, you can text your guesses to 491
0: I do have the author right, don't I?
1: I'm not telling you nothing, Lyle. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm not I telling you nothing.
0: Right. I have the author, eye. Right. What have you got for Positively Different Radio this oh, morning? Oh, Lyle,
1: I am watching the most heartwarming video right now on my laptop. It is just making me want to cry. It's just, oh, it's so sweet. Let me share with you some really, a, a really sweet story. Just some, a little ray of sunshine, as it were, a little positivity Here, let coming. Me, let me pass you some tissues. Thanks. Thanks. Well, okay. <laughs> even though they were sitting right next to me, thanks for passing me tissue. <laughs> yeah, this is a lovely piece of positivity. Um, it's all about a boy named Peyton Madden. Uh, he lives in Idaho. Uh, sorry, in El Dorado, in Kansas. Um, he is di- has been diagnosed with a rare genetic disease called exoderma pigmentosum. Guess what that does to you?
0: I have no idea.
1: He's allergic to sunlight.
0: Oh, that'd yeah. be the worst disease yeah. ever.
1: Yes, yeah, so he got diagnosed when he was just three years old. And uh, the condition, I can say about like 500 people worldwide that have this condition. Uh, but it makes it so that Peyton's skin can't repair itself after being in the sun. And so whatever he does go out in the daytime, he has to wear like protective clothing over basically every millimeter of his skin, um, which is really sad. You know, for just you know your average eight-year-old, this is pretty devastating, uh, um um disease to be diagnosed with and so he obviously can't participate in a lot of activities that we take for granted like you know he even just walking a dog around the block in the sunshine is something that he can't do um his town however the citizens of el dorado were not going to stand by and just let one of their citizens miss out on all the fun get this lyle the entire town Surprised Peyton by turning nighttime into daytime, and so one evening when he was going for it, because he likes to go like, before he goes to bed, he likes to go for a, a, a ride on his on his, on his bicycle
0: mm-hmm. because it's, it's
1: evening, there's no sun, yep. and he gets to have some taste of normalcy, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so he's doing his little bike around the. I was going to say
0: they put covered the whole town in shade cloth, but
1: no, that would have been awesome. <laughs> no, so he goes for the bike in the evening before bed, and. Um, and he comes around the corner and the entire town has turned out with a huge sign saying good morning, Peyton. And then as a town, they collectively all stayed up all night long and just did all the fun things that he usually has to do by himself in the dark. They like had a parade to like, make up for all the 4th of July parades he's missed. They opened up the swimming pool and turned on the night lights and everyone got to have a nighttime swim. They had a barbecue. Like, the whole town just got together and celebrated. They went to the movies. They. Um, they went to church and did a little sermon. Uh, they, had a, they had a big, um, a big, uh, a little uh, uh, convocation in the park with a stage and they had some singers and the mayor came out and like they, um, you know, made a special, uh, made him feel really special. Made,
0: made a so special. he's just ridden around the corner straight into this.
1: They've kept a surprise from him this for weeks while they planned it and he's ridden around the corner and everyone's just standing there on the street with a huge banner that says good morning, Peyton that and is now what? and like look it's the middle of the night look at this video they're all like hanging out in the local swimming pool having a great time yeah it's just, just everyone's on the on the water slides They're being interviewed by tv they got the tv station up in the middle of the night to do interviews and stuff just as much as what happens in a daytime that they could pack into a nighttime they did just so That's, he could taste, yeah. have a taste of what all these things are like, and like, sure, he probably knows what swimming is like because he's gone for a swim at night. Yeah, yeah. But swimming at night without your friends, without like without the experience of going to a pool and hearing all the you know the laughing and the screaming and the and the, um, the splashing and the you know the water bombing competition. It would be a
0: very different life, wouldn't yeah, it? If you never ever experienced dayta- daylight.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he experiences it, but in such like a cocoon. Yeah. And like you know, and tries to avoid avoid it as much as possible. And I guess you don't really think about. Just the extent of how your life would be encumbered in terms of social interactions. Yeah, because most people are awake in the daytime. Wow, this like really touched my heart. Just, just a whole you know, whole town is like, do you know what? Let's all stay up all night so we can hang out with Peyton, just for one night. How old is this kid? Like eight. He's eight years old. Uh, he's just had wow. A, he's just had a banger of a day. Well, a banger of a night, really. <laughs> um. Yes, yeah, so they they turned daytime into nighttime for this one kid. Um, but yeah, maybe the
0: whole town is just, you know, a bunch of party animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were for this one night anyway. I'm so pleased fantastic. that I'm so
1: pleased that all of, all the mums and dads gave the, you know, his school friends permission to stay up
0: all stay night, night on a school night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I reckon I mean, if I was eight years old, that would have been a pretty epic opportunity. Yeah. Can you Hopefully imagine just gone hard until I crashed?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people did sickies the next day. I mean, boss, I'm sleeping in. <laughs> I reckon school
0: was pretty empty.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure it would have been. <laughs> oh, Lyle. Okay, I got. I got. Can I just tell a little cute, fluffy story?
0: You just okay? Yeah, right. Well, one we, that actually involves fluff. something fluffy. Right, yeah, yeah, fluff. yeah, 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 yeah. Here it comes. So
1: ha- it's gonna, Friday. You we'll have let to you look at this picture. Check out this little raccoon He got stuck in his sewer. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he just adorable? So firefighters have spent two hours.
0: Don't they just lift the lid off?
1: No, because he... He's oh, he's just, got his
0: head stuck between the Raccoons are
1: like one of the silliest, curious, naughtiest little animals ever. And this silly raccoon, like there's a, there's a, there's a grate that's uh, over a sewer, and he's managed to get his head through.
0: And he can't back out. And now
1: he can't back out. So, just because soak he, his
0: head in olive oil and then tear him. <laughs>
1: Lie on the seat with a pan, a bit of roadkill.
0: You <laughs> no. sound like a
2: hillbilly, here Lyle
0: <laughs> how does your you brain started. even go there? You no, started. you soak the soak the raccoon's head, throw a bucket of olive oil oil over his head, soak it in, you know, pat it into his fur, and then scare the daylights out of him and pull his head through. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like how you have to scare the daylights out of him. Um, uh, well, because well, what, what, you've all seen a he's got like big fluffy cheeks, Yeah, yeah right? he does. And so he's sort of aerodynamic going forwards, but not so much going backwards. He's
0: kind of like a barbed spear point.
1: Yeah, so going forwards would be like, Patting a cat the right way. Mm-hmm. But trying to pull backwards would be like patting a cat the wrong way where the hair goes the wrong way. And so, he's accidentally basically become like a cork in a, in a bottle mm-hmm. and uh, and so he can't back out. And so, a, a cyclist was <laughs> cycling by and saw his little head stuck out of a sewage uh, sewage grate and um, apparently holding on with his paws onto the grate for support. And, um, so he could hold himself up. He's basically doing an endless chin up, (laughs) poor little fella. And, uh, and so, um, the firefighters confessed that they were not trained for this kind of rescue, (laughs) but they decided to help him out from his plight. And, uh, they wrote on Twitter, we rescue citizens, both big and small. Um, and to their surprise, it took eight hours, uh, sorry, two hours and eight people eight people to get the naughty raccoon from the grate um so apparently ordinarily they actually use soapy water to free people who've gotten themselves stuck they said that works 99% of the time uh but they were a little bit sad to discover it's not going to work on the raccoon um so they finally called the help of a, a nearby animal rescue service to sedate the little fella um and then they and then they were able to nudge and tug and, and free the little furry friend that way so he he obviously got a free wash into it and got some <laughs> A soapy little wash. And, uh, and yeah, he's out. And the pictures are so cute. Raccoons are adorable. I wish so much that we had raccoons in Australia.
0: So <laughs> yeah, they are cute.
1: Do you know what we call them in German?
0: Uh,
1: Waschbeer. Which you, you have them in Germany? I don't know if they have them, but they have a name for them. A it means, uh, directly translated, it means wash bear because, uh, wash bear because oh, they, wash they wash everything. Everything, yeah, everything wash gets washed. Everything gets washed uh-huh. before they eat it. So they call them wash So yep. wash bear. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, little, little German trivia for today. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm told it. it's
0: hilarious if you feed them something that dissolves in water.
1: Oh. Because
0: <laughs> they'll go and wash it and it disappears. <laughs> like what happened? As you give them some more and they go and wash it and it keeps
1: disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I need to do that. That's so cute. I wonder why they wash it. I wonder why they do that that's hilarious I mean it must are they like just automatically they come created with like a like a hygiene issue they have to wash everything before they do it uh, anyway, uh, that's some really good news stories, TJ. Do you know what? If you have a good news story, give us a call. We love some local good news as well. Our number to call is one eight hundred Faith FM. It's one eight hundred three two four eight four three. If something good has happened to you, or, or you know of a good story that's happened to someone in your sphere, um, give us a call and share your story with us, and we we might just share it on air with everyone else. Um, we love hearing good news. For now, this is Sarah Groves with the song When the Saints. I think this is this is When the Saints Come Marching In.
2: I love this song.
0: That was Sarah Groves with When the Saints Come In, a different version of that, When the Saints, I think it's called. I like it, though. It's nice. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, great. Uh, Mon, what have you got for our next clue?
1: Yes. Okay. Let's see if you can get it right this time, Lyle. Another quote from this book. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God.
0: So that again, sorry. I was um, sidetracked. Looking at you fine. That's I what was. you were doing? Yeah, Busted, Bastard life. i have got some super cool information here I'm about to share it with everybody. <laughs>
1: okay, okay. What book am I? Clue number two is another quote. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Hmm. You're also still wrong.
0: Hmm. Okay, anyway. All right. Um, okay, so I did say I had some super cool... Yes, share
1: what's distracting you, please. Super
0: cool information here. Mr. Campbell, um, International uh, speaker and presenter, Taj uh, Pakleb. Taj is Pakleb, yep. Coming to Newcastle. In fact, he is here in Newcastle and he will be speaking tonight on the subject of Revelation of Hope. Um, that's the University of Newcastle C two hundred two building seven pm tonight. Give us a call here if you need more information one 843 is our number, and we will make sure that you have all the information that uh, you need to attend that meeting. Uh, he's going to be speaking on the subject of revelation and Bible prophecy.
3: How exciting!
1: He's a great speaker. He is. He's I have a lion. heard. This-
0: I've heard I've heard this guy before, and he was yeah, he was same. sensational. Yeah, 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 seriously yeah. sensational. Yeah. So if you're anywhere in the Central Coast, uh, Hunter, um, um, Nelson Bay region, anywhere within an hour or so's drive of Newcastle, then, and particularly for Newcastle, we've got no no excuse. Head over to the University of Newcastle, seven p.m. tonight. Uh, Taj Pakleb will be speaking there. Anyway, on to uh, more serious news from around the world. What have we got here to talk about? Uh, let's talk about food waste.
1: Just before we do, I just want to rub in the fact that Darren Pratt has answered the quiz before you. But yeah, please the go one. on. <laughs> rub that one. I didn't know what that was the bit. correct one? I'm not telling you.
0: With has been answered now. So no, no he
1: so, it's Darren Pratt. And he works here. He can't get it. Oh, yeah.
0: Part. Oh, he just okay. wants bragging yeah, rights, yeah, and he's I'm yeah, yeah. um, giving it
1: to him big time. Bragging oh, okay. on him. Uh, right. Go, Darren. Okay. Go Darren. So yesterday we Go were talking Darren. about <laughs> the
0: uh, Lutheran uh, Church and their um, their annual global get together that they're having in uh, was it Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I do believe. Mm-hmm. And when we read, read through the list of issues that they were going to be addressing, you know, it's pretty much. A whole bunch of it was, a hectic uh, list. Uh, it was a hectic list of far left agendas, basically, um, which really diminish biblical authority. Yeah, uh, which is really a sign of the times. However, the uh, Lutheran Missouri the, the Missouri Synod, um, Lutheran Missouri Synod. So this is um, state level now. Uh, just passed resolution five 9 a.
1: And what would that be?
0: And that is to confess biblical six-day creation. Really? That's not what you expect from the Lutheran Church these days.
1: Not at all.
0: But I'm glad to hear it.
1: Yeah, had they finally decided... Not only
0: that, but Resolution 5-09A instructs pastors to teach the subject with an emphasis on teaching youth.
1: Better and better.
0: And part of the reason for this is that uh, research has shown that one of the largest reasons and one of the biggest steps that a young person ever makes um, towards deconversion and atheism is to accept evolution. Yeah. Uh, a step that they often take long before they leave Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the most significant, um, you know, theological, ideological step that they will take. And research also indicates that the vast majority of young people have never had any teaching on creation
1: yeah yeah
0: and as a result of that the only teaching they get is what they get at school which is just you know bombarded with evolution and so they take that step, and that then and and they've gone. Okay, we need to do something about this. We need to address the fact that so many of our young people are leaving the church, and this is one of the primary reasons why.
1: Do you know, what, good on them for identifying the problem and taking a step towards fixing it.
0: You know, we often hear, you know, we we, we hear churches over and over and over and over and over again lamenting, lamenting, lamenting. Why are our children leaving the church? Why and are they then leaving trying to the the get
1: church? them back in with like hot chocolate and donuts and cafe church Exactly. Kind of stuff? Which is, you know,
0: it's got nothing to do with why they're leaving the church.
1: Exactly. Yeah, because they can go to Gloria Jeans and get there any day. Yeah, yeah. What they really need is some some hardcore truth to base Absolutely. their life on. Uh-huh. They're looking for something solid to start their life on. To, to like, they want to put down some roots and then go from there. And, and cafe Church isn't the answer to that they they need like biblical truth. They need to be looking at the Bible and and doing the the calculating and the mathematics and just looking at the prophecies and and what God said and you know thus said the Lord. That's what they want to. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for. They're in that phase of their life when they're in that do and, do or die kind of you know mentality, and they're looking for that kind of thing. I'm so I'm so happy for the Lutherans to be taking this step. This Absolutely. is phenomenal. It's
0: interesting, you know, because a year or so ago I did a six part series on creation evolution. Yeah, and I copped some heat for it. Really? Yeah. People are like, oh, you should be preaching science in churches, Just tell us about what? the love of Jesus.
1: What? Come on! No, I'm now. dead
0: serious. I am dead serious.
1: Do you know, I've been reading... I know,
0: I'm pretty unapologetic about Amen. the fact that I did that series.
1: I've been reading a book um, at the moment that uh, covers a lot of evolution. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a science book, science, history science book, and it covers a lot of evolution. And reading it and reading where they think we've evolved from, it's actually pretty depressing. Like, it, what, and there's moments when I stop and I think to myself, can you imagine if this was real? what this would say about the character of God. Even if God existed in an evolutionary setting or even if he didn't exist in an evolutionary setting, what this says about us and about our future is so depressing. Yeah. No wonder it's faith-destroying.
0: Um, they've also pointed out that creation and belief in belief in creation is a litmus test for uh, biblical authority, and they want to reestablish biblical authority. And wherever creation is done away with, the next step is uh, the acceptance of gender ideology, same-sex marriage, um, abortion, and you know other um, you know ideologies that are you know obviously counter to uh, biblical teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they want to address those issues as well. Anyway, another another uh, news item that has come through here: the United Nations has just brought out a one of the most significant um, reports that they have done in recent times. Over one hundred experts from around the world, more than half of them coming from developing countries, have produced a report looking at the most effective ways of dealing with climate change and reducing um co2 gases and 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 uh, climate change gases and the two most effective things that we can do is to reduce food waste and reduce the amount of meat that we eat Amen. So while we are focusing on coal and coal-fired electricity Mm -hmm. and cars and buying electric cars and all of these kinds of things, the most significant thing that we can do is to reduce the amount of meat that we eat. And there are a number of reasons for this, of course. Uh, you know We look at cars and we demonize cars because of the CO2 that is coming out of their exhaust and we look at the massive amount of cars that there are in the world and it's like this is a huge amount of CO2. But what we don't realize is that methane – is 30 times more powerful than CO2. And so we start to talk about cow farts and people laugh about that. Um, It's not so much the cow farts, but it is every part of the agricultural process produces large quantities of methane.
1: And when you say Count- powerful you mean destructively powerful.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Methane is uh, incredibly destructively powerful and so you've got you've you know a- a- and this is where they're talking about food waste because they pointed out that 30% of food produced goes to waste which then goes which then rots in the soil which then creates methane which is 30 times more destructive to the atmosphere than what CO2 is. Um And it is one of the largest contributors to uh, human greenhouse gases. In fact, waste alone, so this is not production of food, waste alone is 10% of human greenhouse gases. Really? Yes. Okay, so in the uh, European Union alone last year, they wasted 88 million tons. That's 143 billion euros, billion euros worth of food. Um, Moving on, uh, of course, replacing meat with plants in uh, the EU would uh, reduce CO2, and this is not just methane, but CO2 by 8 billion tonnes.
1: Dude, all that food... That's a massive amount. That's just reducing
0: meat in the EU. Um, so they're proposing a number of incentives, um, you know, to you know people with health insurance. And absolutely, I think I should get um, cheaper health insurance for being a vegetarian. Uh, financial incentives, awareness uh, campaigns. Um, on the other hand, that's that's the United Nations is proposing that the EU has allocated seventy one point five million to promote meat over the next seven years to combat the rise in vegetarianism. So yes, we have some very smart people in our world, but we have some crazies as well. Anyway, this is Anders Svensson with Heal Our Land.
4: fro seeking peace seeking comfort and hope in a restless
0: Back, guys, that was Anse, uh, Anders Svensson uh, featuring uh, Miriam Miliovicic. Yep, with Heal Our Land.
1: I was wondering whether or not you'd give it a crack at Yeah, I was. That.
0: <laughs> I got into that name before I even realized. I, I saw
1: that and I was like, no, nope, I'm not even going to try. <laughs>
0: uh, well, before we go to our interview of the day, what have you got for us there, Mon, for... Uh, okay,
1: third clue. What book am I? This book is from the elder to the chosen lady and her children.
0: Okay. Give there us you a call go. if
1: you think you know the answer. One eight hundred Faith FM. One eight hundred three two four eight four three is our number. Lyle still has it wrong. <laughs> I'm so entertained by this. Give us a call. I'll send you double I've prizes. Gone through every
0: single one except for the right one.
1: I'll give you double prizes if you can tell me the answer before Lyle does.
0: <clears throat> Joining us on the show this morning uh, is Diane. Diane, welcome to the show. Oh hi, thanks,
2: Lyle.
0: Now, Diane, um, of course, you're coming on the, on the show in relationship to the legislation that was passed through the, uh, New South Wales Parliament last night, um, legalising, uh, well, not so much legalising, but, um, changing our, our abortion laws here in New South Wales so that it's no longer covered by the Criminal Code and broadly expanding the, um, opportunity that young people or that anyone has to access abortion. And, Diane, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story because yours is a painful story and you are somebody who actually has experienced having an abortion uh, a couple of times.
2: Yes, that's correct.
0: Now, I'm just wondering uh, if you could, you know, just in, in starting to share this story, how old were you when you had your first abortion?
2: I was 13 turning 14.
0: Okay, so that's pretty young and, and we would imagine you know, some fairly serious circumstances um, around that. At the time, was it your decision to have an abortion?
2: Well, basically I was made to have an abortion by my parents after what um, we know as being, I was being groomed by a boy uh, who was older than me. And I guess he forcibly persuaded me, which would be classes right now. Mm -hmm. And I was 13, I was was turning 14, I was taken by my parents to a doctor and then to a psychologist and I was told how to act and what to say, but I really didn't understand.
0: Why do you think it was that you weren't given the opportunity to, um, to make that decision yourself?
2: Well, I guess it was seen as a problem. They, they, you know, I knew I knew I was pregnant, and I didn't tell anybody. But you know, soon they told me that I was pregnant, okay, and soon I wouldn't be. So it was like a solution to a to a problem. So in 1971, I was taken to a theatre and had an abortion. Nothing was said after that. No one counselled me. No one discussed it. And for the next year, three years, I was still in that toxic and violent relationship with the same boy. And he had an emotional hold over me until I was 17.
0: At the time that you had the abortion, was there any other option other than abortion? I mean, obviously, you're a young person and would struggle to raise a child yourself. Um, was there any other option for this for this child?
2: Well, none, none was given to me. Okay, um, just in this last um, June I went and attended a family reunion and um, my auntie is a devout Catholic and we were discussing that movie Unplanned that's coming out, that true life story about abortion that's going to be shown around Australia. Um, And anyway, my auntie, she sort of held my hand and she gently told me that she'd approach my parents and offered to adopt my baby, but um, but they refused. So I never knew about that. And I, you know, after finding out, like I'm 61 now, mm. and, you know, I, did, I felt quite sad.
0: Mm. Did, did you really understand what was happening to you at the time?
2: Well, basically, as I reflect on me, at that young age, I knew I was in big trouble and that I couldn't hide it any longer. I don't know how far I was along, but once it was known by my parents and all the adults around me, they took control, and I just went along and did what I was told. I realise now that my parents thought that they were trying to do the best for me mm-hmm. and for my future, but my future for the next three years of my teenage life was dominated by this same boy, the father of that child, and he was violent and, he was, and the relationship was toxic and no one knew about it. I kept all the secrets, and really I was out of control.
0: mm mm-hmm. How did you feel after having your first abortion?
2: I kept secrets. Look, I always wanted a horse, so my parents allowed me to put a horse in our of suburban backyard. Um, I dropped out of school. I started a business typing course in Parramatta, then I got a real job in real estate, and I got on with life. But I was so broken inside, and I didn't know why. I never discussed it. I never discussed what happened to me with anyone. And it was all hush-hush, and I was so very emotional, and I was so reactive to life. Mm. And, yeah.
0: Now, now that wasn't your only abortion. You had a second abortion a couple of years later. Um, was that was that different from the first time around?
2: Yeah, different experience. Same experience, but different situations. I, I had a friend who owned and trained horses, and we used to do all sorts of endurance riding and and showing and, and I really emerged myself into that. She was 10 years older than me and I spent a lot of time with her but um, she was the only one who talked to me about my relationship with this boy and, um, and when I found myself pregnant again at 16, she was the one I turned to so she used to have abortion as contraception so it was no real big deal to her. So her attitude was, it's my body and I have a life to live and so do you, so get on with it. She didn't have time for a child in her life and she told me, neither did I. So I I went and attended an abortion clinic in Camperdown in Sydney and kept another secret all my life. And I remember clearly that this day was traumatic. It was painful and it was distressing and I was alone and um, I was awake during the whole procedure. And the guilt that I buried... just buried it really deep inside my subconscious, but it never ever truly went away, and I just kept secrets.
0: So this was a very long time ago, Diane. That um, that these events took place. Um, all these years on, you know, do, did you ever stop and think about you know, those children that you lost, and and you know who they might be, where they might be today?
2: Well, to be honest, well, I'm never ever truly stop thinking about my babies. Um, I became a Christian at 22. Praise God. And I found forgiveness and healing from knowing how much I'm loved for God who created me. Amen. And you and get on with life. But at significant points of time in your life, you dig a little more into your memories and you wonder, you know, how old that child would be and what life would have been, you know, would have looked like, you know, had I delivered the babies. But if I'd been given the opportunity to understand the true facts about you know, what was happening about abortion and and about having the child and the options to keep or adopt instead of terminating it. I know my life would be different today, but God had other plans and he used what was broken in me and I can now truly have empathy for other women and I'm determined to give them what I didn't receive myself and that is options and the opportunity with fully informed, you know, um, women it 's a different world now we talk we don 't we 're not frightened of holding secrets
0: mm.
2: anymore we're, uh, that 's true for me anyway
0: now um, you, you you mentioned you gave your heart to God when you were twenty two years old and found forgiveness and grace um, and Jesus came into your life, and we really praise God for that um, and I know you 've shared with me some of that amazing story, but we, we don 't have time to go into all those details this morning yeah. but um um, you've gone on to have a family of your, of your own.
2: Yeah, look, um, I've got two beautiful children, and um, and I married my husband at twenty three, and I'm with him for almost forty years. We've got um, five little grandchildren, but um, yeah, life's gone on. Our first six years resulted in six miscarriages. And the guilt, you know, that I felt about having abortions haunted me and, you know, I thought, well, possibly all those abortions happened because of the uterus damage. I didn't know. I wasn't given any explanation for having, you know, why my baby's habitually aborted. They just said there must have been something wrong with them. But inside me, I always thought, well, maybe it was me, you know, maybe it was the abortions. And, they've been, you know, it's been really traumatic.
0: And, uh, and, and and I'll just ask this question, but, you know, have, have you suffered significant depression at various times through your life um, that you attribute to having had abortions? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yes. I'm, if I'm really honest, I'm
2: a really happy-go-lucky person. I really am positive. But um, I carried a deep-seated guilt and sadness, and it was very, very deep with my soul. And especially after losing, you know, baby, you know, I just, after having all those miscarriages, I, I just, yeah, I, I not understand now why I've acted the way I have and, and, um, and haven't, because I didn't address anything. I've never, I've never put a baby, any of those babies, rest. you know, if I'm really honest with my inner self. Um I guess I, I've never really had the opportunity to grieve at once um, you just get on with life. That's okay. But I've got memories. I can't, I just can't put them aside. I've got grief. I've got questions. And, and, and now I want to see, I really want to stand up for these unborn babies. That's why I've made my life so I'm really naked. I went to a, um, a pro-life rally in Houston in Texas and um, that was 33 years ago and this woman gave me a video that had um, she filmed or someone had filmed six full-term babies dead in buckets in an abortion clinic and um, they were just sitting outside and that was so graphic viewing and dist- distressing to me and as the guilt made me feel such a shame, I suffered so emotionally and physically for years and years and no one except my husband knew my secrets. And I bought that video home to Australia, to just to show that you know just the horrendous things that are happening to aborted babies in the, in America. But I was told, you know, this would never happen in Australia, not to show it as it offended people. Because so anyway, I put it away, and and those images never left my mind. They never stirred my emotions. But when this abortion debate came up. I thought, wow, we're standing where America was 33 years ago and my efforts fell on deaf ears then and I've got on with life raising my kids, but I'm not going to be silent now. I'm going to share what happened um, and that it does affect you. Um, You can say all you like. You can stand up and say, I had an abortion, very, you know, sometimes clinically. Um, But you can't get rid of it. You can't if you 're really deeply honest with yourself, you cannot forget that you had a baby and you were pregnant and you gave that baby away you go, you just terminated it
0: and I think this is one of the i think you really highlighted here very graphically one of the one of the really human aspects of this whole debate and this whole process and you know and that is what the mother goes through particularly long term you know i I've never met. I've never met a mother who's had an abortion, who hasn't suffered uh, from depression and uh, you know gone through some really hard times and, and, and you know terrible guilt and so forth. as you've described and you know even for you're somebody who loves the Lord and serves the Lord, but you know the pain of, of, of what takes place in the past can stay with us even even when we find grace in Jesus Christ and and I just want to thank you for your courage and being a, and, and willingness to uh, to stand up and to do something about this. Um is, is 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 there ever a situation where abortion is is the only option?
2: No. 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 If a woman finds herself pregnant, she and she might be really desperate for a quick fix and she might want to rush into an abortion decision before she's been given an opportunity to fully explore the options that she's got. Because abortion's permanent, you can't go back.
5: Mm. Um
2: The two main um, alternatives and options are just common sense But because it's adoption or parenting. But if someone's thinking, I don't want to be pregnant and I don't want to uh, um, have an abortion, then I've got five things that they could think about. They could think about becoming a single parent. They could think about co-parenting with the baby's father if they've got a relationship with him. They could place the baby with a family member. They could place the baby in temporary guardianship or they could place the baby for adoption. And, you know, the laws on adoption should change in Australia to not be softer but just red tape, you mm. know. And, and you know, if, if a woman, if she would just stop and breathe and evaluate a situation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, we've just got a very little bit of time left but... Um, you, You've been mentioning this this movie that's coming out. I'm just wondering whether you could make a few comments in relationship to that.
2: About what, the movie? Yes. Oh, my goodness me. My daughter and I were invited to go to Palmer House, and I actually was able to speak there and um, view this movie um, because they were trying to R-rate it, apparently, and now it's got an M rating. I would definitely, definitely tell you, if you're listening, please go and take... Your twelve-year-old daughter and your twelve-year-old son, and any person to just watch this movie because the movie is a beautiful movie, but it tells it as it is. And you know, our kids are pretty worldly-wise; they won't be offended, but they will have knowledge. And they, even someone who totally believes that it it's their body and their right, will come out thinking, "Wow." I've got some thinking to do about my my ideas about life and and abortion and choices. So
0: yeah, and this is yeah. a, this is obviously uh, a true story that's been depicted on the movie. What's the movie called
2: again? It's called Unplanned.
0: Unplanned. Yes,
2: uh, and, and and it's being crowdfunded. Basically, you go and buy your ticket online, and when the when the cinemas um, get reach a certain amount of people. Um it ticks over and it the the, the date on that becomes firm. They give you a date but you really do have to. It's a real uh, absolutely fantastic to get this movie into Australia by people who are passionate about this abortion issue. Mm. I don't care if you're pro life or pro choice or pro whatever. Just go and watch it and then come back and let's have a conversation. And you know, there's so much support out there. There's places like Priceless House and there's Cherished Life and there's Hope Alive Australia. Just, you know, there's a free 100 number. It's 1800 90 And that's, that gives 100% counselling and mentoring and social work support plus material support. That's all 100% free. So, you know, call somebody, talk to somebody, get advice. And my biggest, biggest, biggest and last bit of advice, why not pray and ask God to direct you?
0: Absolutely. You
2: know, read, read Psalm 139 and it says, God search me and know my heart, for you formed me in my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. And I praise you for am my fearfully and wonderfully made and my soul knows it very well. My frame wasn't hidden from you when I was made secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me. And yet there were none of them. How can anybody abort a baby, let alone 22 weeks full term, It's happening in America. Google it. We can Google it where we are. We are saturated with information. Read about the medical research and the body parts and the, the things that are happening in our world. We, well me, I know I have got a voice and God gave me a platform by going into Palmer speaking. So I just encourage you, ask God, stop even if you don't believe in God, just stop. Say,
0: please, mm-hmm. show me. Diane, thank you so much for joining us this morning and sharing a story that is very personal and very close to your heart. And once again, that number is 1-800-090-777. Um, or you can, of course, if you uh, uh, um, call Lifeline Australia, if this story has um, a cut close for you, 131114. And just find somebody to talk to, find some support, don't do this alone. This is Faith FM, we do need to move on, this is Melissa Otto with See With New Eyes.
3: Trust in your Father's love, don't let doubt enter into your heart. Every breath that you breathe is a gift from him He is close to you and closer still Do not bow your hands down low Regretting and fretting, feeling dismayed See through new eyes, the old self has died Do not go back to your old chains Your life cost him dearly Even the life of his son That you might be redeemed You are forgiven and clean Arise and walk in the freedom he bought for you I was lost in sin, but you reached down and pulled me out to be lost in your great love. So rich and measureless, strong and boundless, never-ending love, never-ending love.
4: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
1: Are you looking for a way to turn your life experience into an enriching gift for helping those around you? A counselling degree at Avondale College of Higher Education could provide you a great foundation to assist others through life's difficulties. Study in a personalised
2: environment alongside a fantastic support network and community on our Lake Macquarie campus. Apply to study counselling today at counselling.avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life. This
0: is a reminder.